Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It's episode 41 today. I'm joined by three lovely co-hosts. We've got Dad, Madeline and Carl. How are we all doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Not bad. <laughs> Good. Um, we we had a game at the weekend, didn't we? Um, fortunately, I remember our, that. Our little unbeaten run has sadly come to an end. Um, so we're going to just jump right into the game against Liverpool. Uh, it's a place which historically we've not done very well at. Um, I'd say there was probably slightly more faith on Saturday than normal, but I, I'm personally I was still not expecting anything from the game, and that's what we got. Um, Let's just go round then, Dad. Start with you. What what were your thoughts on it? Very poor. Um, his goalkeeper could walk off with his hands held high. He's he's done well. I think most of the rest of them. First half was alright, probably for a while. Stupid free kick to give away where you give it away. And there you go. And I also think the manager got the team wrong. So uh, so I think he needs to shoulder some blame. I'll stop there. Well, I thought Gabriel played rather well again. Um, <clears throat> and uh, positives, you know, I, I always look very positive, don't I, every now and then, but there weren't too many about. Ramsdale was was excellent. Um, I thought Gabriel was good. I thought White done okay. But we, we got that, that gun out to shoot ourselves in the foot that had been parked away after last season. And um, we got that again and we started doing it and it was like consistent. And I thought, oh, I remember this. This was last season. Uh, and I'd, I'd forgotten about that. But you know, it was a lot of it was Tavares, a lot of it was uh, Sam B. <laughs> and they've done really well and continue to do really well. So, and we do, we know that this is the young team and we knew there's going to be um, bumps in the road. This is a bump in the road against a, a, an exceptional team. You know, let's not get around it. You know, they've got an exceptional team of quality players and uh, and a geezer who can go around and hack people without uh, fear of ever get, getting pulled up for it. Um, not that I'm bitter about that, of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're an excellent team and you've got to look at it and uh, at that and say, OK, it was at this moment a step too far. It's a it's it's a reality check for the fans. Um, <clears throat> we don't want to be taking four nil defeats, though. And sort of being too accepting of them, uh, we need to um, make it a bit more competitive, be a bit less passive. In my opinion, I thought it was too passive. We was too um, too much behind the ball, um, and, and not enough going forward. That might be to do with our forward line, which we might come on to later on. And um, yeah, things to improve all round, I suppose. Go on, Madeleine. I mean, not if we take it in two sections. First off, stuck in their well. 
not saying again we offered a lot we had we 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 did offer a bit we i thought defended well as a unit and i wouldn't say we looked uncomfortable obviously ramsdale made a few saves but i wouldn't say we looked especially stretched we obviously conceded the goal and i think that probably unsettled them slightly um and liverpool came out and remembered how to play football in the second half uh we made one mistake and you saw a team that was very young and very inexperienced and i'm not i didn't find myself mad at it because i sort of sit there and look and go Sambi, Tavares, both 21. I can live with them both making mistakes. And to be fair, if you're going to make a mistake, away at Anfield is a decent place to make it where it's probably not going to be, this is costing you three points. Um, And I think it was... I'm not completely sure whether party was fit. We seemed to lose a lot in midfield, especially as the game went on. Um, and whether that overexposed Sambi further. But I think there was positives to take out of it. Carl said we were quite passive. We were, but at the same time, I quite liked, I think it's the fourth goal we got done for it. I quite liked how we tried to sort of stay aggressively defending, though. White stepped in, tried to win the ball high up, and it didn't work, and it led to a goal. But I quite I liked the way we stuck to ourselves rather than trying to fit to them like we did against City. Um, and, yeah, you take a lot from it. You take some positives from it. You learn where you are. The level you're trying to get to but they're not any we're not anywhere near their level yet so i wouldn't say yes i don't really want to get transferred nil but i'm not massively concerned and i'm not massively worried okay mm-hmm. there's some different opinions there i agree with some of what was said we're going to look more into it um shortly but i just want to sort of get the obvious things out the way first and that is the first two goals dad which were quite easily presentable and ultimately what took us out of the game so the first one you know it is a free kick but you've got to learn where where to make give free free kicks away the second bit of it, which is the high line, I'm going to describe as they've obviously been working on that, working on that, and we haven't conceded many from that type of situation. The only thing you would say in the Premier League, there are very few people out wide on the right, halfway inside your half, better at delivering a free kick than. Terence Trent Derby and 
you might go, I'd just drop it back a bit because they are quite good. They got Bertie Van Dyke, who's very good in the air, and he's a big old boy. You've got the guy who scored the goal. You've got whoever they're, and they're quite good at running in late. If you watch them, you watch goals they score. So it's a bit of a, it's a free kick. I'm not, I'm not arguing it's free. It's a bit of a soft free kick to give away. But the minute you've given it away, you're in trouble. And they obviously have worked hard on defending them. But I think I might have given it a bit less space. And I know they gave a big lump of area for, for Ramsdale to come into. But he's not going to come to the edge of his own box. So um, I'm trying to think. The second one is where we give the ball away. That's just sheer panic. They, they'd got their tails up. The crowd were up and jumping about. And he's give the ball away. I mean, again, good finish by Jota. I mean, I'm not going to go overboard like people on Sky do by saying how great it was, you know. It was a good goal. Stupid, naive mistake. And that, I think, is, yeah, I mean, fair play, it is a good, he does stick it away well, but there's not a lot of pressure on him. So that, that first goal, that first goal, you know, you learn from it. It was all bang, bang, who gave that foul away. He's yeah. 30, whatever it is now. He shouldn't be giving free kicks away like that. That was a sobby free kick we give away in a sobby position, which put them on the front foot so you know i'm sorry but he's, he, he, he it's not so much he needs to learn for you don't bloody do it don't yeah. it was a lazy leg of, yep. uh, you know if it had ran with him he'd have turned back and moved away right, and that's that would have been it i felt for Tavares because the, the skill he got to get himself out of trouble to get himself on the edge of the box to make the stupid pass was uh was really good so he was like oh that's excellent what are you doing you know in the same same breath. So um, I did feel for him. I didn't think he had a particularly bad game. It just, <laughs> it's just, it's like this. It's just reminded me of last year. The uh, oh, we've done it again. Like the shooting yeah. in the foot, right? Um, and that, and that was a shame for him personally. I thought because um, he's been excellent. You know, let's be real about this. I mean, he's coming. We have not noticed. Tierney missing, which we will, we just for the last year and a half, good grief, if Tierney's been out, we've we've been in, the, we've been a shambles. I'm talking about us, as opposed to the team as well. We, I, I, I've cried when Tierney's out, right? But um, at the moment, I feel we've got someone a little bit of safe hands there. Now, if if Tierney would have been fully fit and had not played for sorry for Scotland a couple of times, which I believe he did. Uh, maybe he would have played him. Maybe not though. You know, and uh, as it turned out, it you think, oh, I wonder if, if Tierney would have played, would it have made a difference? Probably not. It wouldn't have made a mistake, but it probably not in, in in the context of the whole game. Because that's one that's just I'm being unrealistic about Tierney's ability. Um, and uh, and two being unfair on Tavares as well. 
Yeah, um, I I agree with what you said there, Cole. I think I think you're right. Yeah, did have a good game actually up to that point. Unfortunately, then lost his head, which is easy to do. I think what you mentioned about the the bit of skill is he's been doing that for a few weeks and he gets away with it against most teams because you go past someone, no no one else is there. But against Liverpool, you just don't you don't get that joy. So he's gone around someone nicely. Oh, there's someone else there. And he's just panicked, not looked up. And obviously, it's led to led to a goal. Uh, you're right, silly free kick. Why Aubameyang is doing now, I'm not quite sure. But, I mean, that about summed up his performance. Um, pretty good header from Mane. But, yet again, Madeline, I know we've had this conversation a couple of times. Another bloke about five foot four that's managed to score a header against us yeah i think was that the goal where they we defended a corner and um for some reason well i presume it's because tommy asu is taller he'd gone to the front post and tavares was at the back post and the whole move started because Tomiyasu and Tavares had switched sides and they were on their way to switching back and they didn't quite make it. Gabrielle had been pulled out um, and I think somewhere in there the ball came out and then Aubameyang made the foul. But I think, I don't know who was meant to be marking Mane. I, I think Gabriel was the closest player, but I don't know whether it was him or not. I don't, I don't know who was meant to be marking Mane. I think, I, I think it must have been Tommy Asu behind. I might be wrong now. I might be, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was Tommy Asu behind Gabriel. Yeah. Unless it was, um, unless it was Saka, possibly. One of them two. To be honest, yeah. I can't remember. Either way, I mean, Mane shouldn't have actually been on the pitch, but. Um... Well, again. Again, third, no way. Third, third game running against him. Oh, you're being wow. harsh on him. I saw Jurgen. Oh, he, he, he said he's yeah. hard done by the poor boy. Oh, he decapitated. He? He's not that sort of player, Carl. You've got to remember he's not, that. He's not that he's sort. Not he loves his mum. Yeah. Oh, mom. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, forgot. Yeah. He done Tierney last last year twice with an elbow and a and a and a dodgy kick that he got a yellow card for the two of, for one of the two of them. He done Rob Holding in the home match. With a, a tackle knee high, that any other player bar Rob Holding would have gone down moaning and screaming about, and he just give it the your knob, get up. He should have really done him then. Should have should have just rolled about on the floor. Then then VAR would actually have looked at it because VAR is useless. Um, and he's done it again. He just he, he oh, sorry I don't it, it it deflects from the game I suppose, but. But the guys, I hope he gets sent off, and I hope Jurgen Klopp starts blaming Mikel Arteta for bringing for highlighting it. And I think good. And as for Jamie Carragher and and that, the horrible spitty boy prick with his uh, defence of him, honestly, it's like this guy is this guy has been doing it for years. It ain't just us who's done it too. He's done it loads of teams. He gets away with it, and how does he get away with it? No idea. If it's bought, if it's highlighted, and he he suddenly gets pulled for it. Good. 
Um, let, let's let's talk about as I mentioned earlier about the fact you didn't quite know how to deal with that, did you, Matthew? No, well, I was very good. It's for apologies. Another is my 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 weekly rant. Oh yeah, I've, I have it written down in the schedule nowadays, <laughs> right next to Madeline's tail end one. Um, oh. I was talking earlier about uh, we often roll over and field get absolutely hammered. Uh, Madeline sort of four nil sort of suggests that's what happened but I don't know I don't I don't think it was really certainly the first up until the first goal we were we, we were sort of in it there, there yeah, was no, fight there was plenty of fight when there no but, I know what you mean it, it flattered them but it didn't flatter them at the same time um I, I feel four nil was a quite harsh on us to be fair I, what was harsh for myself was when Taki Minamino came on and scored within oh, 64 seconds well. or something stupid the only thing that would have capped the afternoon off was Chamberlain scoring that was the only thing let's forget he had his best performance <laughs> of the season that was um but no, I don't think, I think the word roll over, we capitulated, but we definitely didn't roll over, if that makes any sense. There was a, oh dear, this has all gone we wrong. We didn't give up, I think. No, that's what I mean. We didn't give up, but there was definitely a capitulation of, oh dear, this has all gone wrong. I don't really know what to do. Every time I get the ball, I want to get rid of it. And that was probably all of them. Um, to an extent Ramsdale included and White included which I hadn't seen from either of them but you know minor things minor things Um, but we played the sort of I want to get rid of the ball straight away quite early on which meant the entirety of the midfield was bypassed which meant Sambi and Party were doing doggies up and down the pitch your wingers weren't in the game. Lacazette and Aubameyang were trying to hold the ball up against Van Dijk. Didn't bother to switch on to, oh, maybe I should pin myself on Matip and see if I get a bit more luck. Because the one time we did create a chance that we nearly looked like scoring till some rats decided to intercept it um, was when we pulled Van Dijk out and Tommy Asu crossed it in. And I think it was still nil-nil at the time. Um... But I think there was it was it was just a bit panicky. Um, even though there was Good one point we it. played we played the ball out really nicely from the back. I I didn't enjoy it. I had the heebie-jeebies. I was convinced we were going to con- give the ball away. But mm-hmm. we played the ball out really nicely. But we only did it about once, and then we just went for hit and hope, which. Aubameyang against Van Dyke. Aubameyang ain't going to win in any department. Most, you know. Um, so yeah, I think maybe panicky is the word. But I can't, I can't fault the fight. If I can, pe- you compare that to the City game. There's two very different sides that you see, even though scoreline is somewhat similar. And you're outclassed by a superior side I think when you look at it and, and 
I'm looking at Carl now. You you realise how far short of probably that top the I'm going to say the top three we really are. We've scored we've conceded 17 goals all season. Nine of them in two games. And that and 11 in total against the three. Yeah. So against the top three, we've conceded 11 of 17 goals. So in We just, I think we need to wise up, and and sometimes you can you can go why why would you change something when it's been working? Sometimes maybe you just have to go. I'm going to change it because I know they're better than us. You know they're going to press like mad at Anfield. You know they'd lost to West Ham and they weren't very good against West Ham. I mean, the bloke in goal nearly threw the ball in three times against West Ham. And all, what did West Ham do to them? Really pressed them. Played them at their own game. And then, you know, I, I think Carl's word's right. A passive's a good word for it. We didn't know whether to press or not press. And in the end, we ended up doing a lot of kicking the ball long. You're right, Madeline. Bypassing midfield. So the, the two blokes that are sort of holding the centre are just doing doggies up and down. And, we, and that's we, not good. We pressed them in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. We pressed them and they didn't look that great. Yeah. And what, where, what I said to you about us being passive was we was getting the ball and then we didn't do anything for it. We just passed it sideways. Yeah. Um, and OK, that was to an extent, it was fine, but at least we was moving it from left back to right back, if you like, and moving forward slightly. But I'd like to have seen it a bit more direct. Uh, and I don't mean long ball either by playing direct either. But uh, yeah, I just like this has been, been a bit less passive. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with Madeline as well, 100%. And also, our, our goals against 10 teams is null. It's null. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've scored 11, we've scored null. That's our goal difference is minus 11 in three games, which shows you actually our goal difference ain't that bad when you take them out. But uh, Unfortunately, yeah. we got played in three. Have we? One, one, one more time each again. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem right, right to me. Yeah. To be fair, though, Dad, I know you said obviously West Ham, Preston played them at their own game. There's Liverpool away and there's Liverpool at Anfield. And, and once the again against us. decided to start a fight, which he did on purpose, by the way, because he knew it would rile the whole crowd up. Because we'd shut that crowd up. You couldn't hear them. You could hear the Arsenal fans. Yeah, because the atmosphere is timpog as usual, but you never hear it. And then, and then Klopp riled that lot up. And the players got riled up. And we didn't bother getting riled up. Well, um, I'm not sure about that. I think they... No, no, I no, think no, but once in the way again, that Liverpool did. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think once again as well, we've gone to Amber. They've had a couple of dodgy results. They weren't very good against Brighton. They weren't very good against West Ham. My word, did they turn it up against us? As oh, usual. yeah, they do it every time. You knew they were going to do it. I think we should... We sh it's only fair we have to play them hung, hung over like they were after they won the league and we played them about a week later. That, that I didn't was, enjoy that game either. That was fairer. 
Yeah. So, I mean, try and take some positives out. Well, we ain't got play them there again this season. So I was say, a... we've, we've probably now got the two hardest fixtures out of the way before Christmas. That's a positive. Um, We're still only three points off top four. Still ahead of United and Tottenham. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I won't have that move I'm, I'm... yet. If I'm I'd not have told happy you about after... Man United getting rid of their manager. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, that's no. unfair. No one is. No one is. Stupid have really ruined the fun, haven't they? Stupid Watford. <laughs> Two weeks before we have to play him as well. Yeah. Ranieri should be sacked for that. In fact, they probably will <laughs> sack him for that, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, Watford's... But, oh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they give, give Unai a good thrashing this evening and give it to Michael Garrick. That's exactly it's... what I was just saying. Still nil nil. Oh, disaster! He's dropped Bruno. Yeah. Give him the Rat. job full time. He's the he's the man for it. Rats aren't allowed to tra- travel over to Spain apparently at the moment, so you have to stay at home. I don't know. I thought I, I think there should be an appeal into the Premier League on that ground anyway that they sacked him and every, all the other teams that have played him before now had an advantage. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Wait till 19 games at least. Make it fair. We're going to have two new managers, two games running, didn't we? Yeah. Well, will Eddie Howe be there or will he still have to isolate? Yeah, has he not got COVID? He had COVID. As soon as you as soon as you, 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 you give a, 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 um, a test that you're negative for, you can go back now, I believe. It's not like the old days where you have to still stay out of everyone's reach for 10 days or whatever. As soon as you give a a, a, um, a test that says, no, yeah, I'm fine, I'm negative, you can go back. Which, of course, could be 10 weeks, but it's unlikely. Although, saying that, it's Newcastle, isn't it? So, so knowing their luck. <laughs> the second um, boy that he's been in charge of a case. Uh, I don't know. But there you go. Um. Dad, you, you said earlier you, you weren't happy with some of the team selection. Do you want to talk about that? I wouldn't have played a Bamiyang. I'd have, I'd have played Lacazette up top. I'd have, I'd have played Odegaard. Or I'd have stuck the third centre half in. And people can look at it and go, a mm, bit negative, bit no-. I don't think it would have been. We tried that against City. Look what happened. Yeah, we did play against City quite a long time with only ten men as well. And Kalasinac, so nine. And and Kalasinac. Yeah, but who was the other? Who would the other centre half be? Well, you, you could have stuck Big Tierney. Rob in there as a or Tierney. Stuck Tierney in a, on the left hand side, or you could have you could have stuck Big Rob in. He's but when that also. When that had also gone wrong, we would have sat here going, why did he change it? It was all working. We shouldn't have yeah. changed yeah. it there. Uh, he's not going to change Yeah, but if we'd have won, we'd have said, what a tactical masterclass. So. Yeah, but that would have uh, happened either way. Sky would have said, what a tactical masterclass, because <laughs> they've got a lack of brain cells to look at anything. We might have thought a bit differently. I don't think he changed. He, he, he's got everything as, as he kind of wants now, to an extent. In the, in, in the start in, in this in the formation wise he, he likes a, a 442 or you know there might be a little bit of 
uh, flexibility in that, but it's a 4.2 in it. And I don't think we're going to see much go past uh, that now. I do agree with the, the Aubameyang shout, though. I mean, I, I'd have liked to have seen Erdegaard in there. And yeah, you have to say, based on his performance, Aubameyang didn't didn't cover himself in much glory. I feel Not for, many of us did, though. Yeah, I feel for him a bit because the formation he's he's working his guts. He's worked his butt all, all season. Yeah, you can't have a going for that. But it's the, the the team is not set up for him anymore, which no. it probably was two years ago when. Arteta first came in, he said, who's our best player? He's our best player. We're going to play him there. We're going to try and get the ball to him on a one-on-one or an, or, a, or with a bit of space behind and he'll run on it and he'll score. And and the for, the, the style we play now is is not necessarily for him. But the problem I, th- I feel is that they've got the four forwards. You've got him, um, uh, Lacazette, Nketiah and Balogun. And I don't think it suits any of them, particularly... Yeah. Possibly out of the four, long term, Balogun will will be a better fit for it because he's got a bit of growth, bit of growth in him yet. But he's you know he's he's he's, he's a bit taller, but he's he's um you know he's not a lot of meat on him at the moment. Maybe the person it suits more is in, in terms of physique is Martinelli, but um he ain't had a good season. He ain't covered himself in glory this season yet, has he, Martinelli? So, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Aubameyang did also appear to be offside quite a bit, didn't he, Madeline? Seemed every every time he'd got Christ alive, every time we got the ball, someone was offside. How can you be offside when you've had so long to think about the line you've got because you haven't had to do anything else? We did actually score as well. Yeah, I know, and I knew it was offside as soon as he he made a movement towards the ball. I said he's offside. Didn't start onside, didn't didn't, Could, didn't end offside either. Couldn't even cheer that one. Everyone no. knew it was offside. Lacazette reluctantly put the ball in the back of the net. As a, oh God, do I really have to do this? I might pull a muscle if I do this. Interesting. Yeah. Is there any other changes? Because you said a couple of changes there, Kev. Sorry, I'm just jumping in so, there. But you said so. You know, there was the thought of if you went with the, the three at the back and the the two two wing backs and the other one was drop a Bamiang and stick yeah, Odegaard in the side. Was, I forgot I'd forgotten about the back one. Yeah. I mean that's um, just forgotten or discarded, not quite discarded sure. Discarded probably. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> throw one at, at you here, Madeline. Um, Hello. Ainsley. Obviously yeah. man of the match against Watford. His girlfriend well um, happy. She wasn't, no. Um, she was not happy. Obviously, as well, we know he has no no emotions, no heartbeat, so perhaps the, the pressure wouldn't have got to him as much either. Yeah. Um, I, it didn't occur to me that he'd got man of the match the game before until someone pointed it out to me. Um <sighs> I could see why he went with Lukonga. I could see why you'd go with Ainsley. I could see why he'd be frustrated. Um, I think... I don't know. Do you think you'll pick pick him on Saturday? uh, I do. Because I don't think the role for Lukonga was ever to be 
playing every week anyway. And maybe he could do with a little rest, having done doggies for 70 minutes at Anfield. Um, I don't know what he'll do about the left-back situation. Don't know whether he'll drop Tavares or go and go to Tierney or keep Tavares there. I think it depends if Tierney's fit, doesn't it? I don't know if he really is fit or not. I I think he'll play Tierney and I think he'll play Maitland-Niles. Um, and I don't think it's any any pop at the other two, no. but I think it's it's the right time. I felt mate, no, that he must have felt really. I, I, I wanted to get to if Arteta's got a heart, he, he would have thought, God, this is hard on him. But I get why he brought Party back in. I get why he played Sambi. Um, have I ever Party and Maitland Niles played together before? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, not this uh, season. They might anyway, have played ten minutes together at the end of a game. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I, I felt for Maitland Niles, but but um, yeah, I, I I think Saturday he will get an opportunity. I might be wrong, you know, Arteta's good at proving us all wrong, but I, I think there's a good chance that um, Maitland Niles start. I'm, I'm 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 unless there's an injury, a Tierney will start. I, I, I he, he is the starting uh, fullback really, uh, much as Tavares has been brilliant, and there's still a big part for him to play this season because uh, Tinny won't last all the games. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's the right way to go. And I'll be interested to see who plays up front as well, because I, I tend to agree with Kev. I, I, I really do. I, I, I like Odegaard, um, and, I, and I think Odegaard should be playing, uh, whether that's with Lacazette or Aubameyang in this car. I'd like to see it. One, I'd like to see someone else given an opportunity up front, to be honest, but... Um, you know, I don't think I'm, I'm sort of looking at the season as a little bit experimental, I suppose. Um, got all the youngsters coming through, you know, another youngster, why not? But um, they'll probably stick with Aubameyang. But I'd like it to be someone else. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, Nuno's been a nice surprise. I don't think any of us were expecting him to be as solid as he has been. But Tinny's the starter, he's a leader, so... I said a bit of a no-brainer if he's if he's fit and ready. Uh, I quite like the idea of re- rotating Lukonga and Ainsley at this moment of time. Obviously, it now doesn't look like Xhaka's too far away either because apparently he's about the only player we've ever had that is ahead of schedule in terms of an injury. And I think the other thing as well with Lukonga is he's he's still on four bookings. Didn't pick one up at the weekend, but he's on full booking. So let Ainsley play, and then you haven't got a danger of him getting suspended because we've got United then on the um, Thursday, I believe it is. And a shed load of games throughout December as well. Where all three of them, even El Nene as well, will, will probably have to play. Did anyone else not understand the point of bringing El Nene on in the last few, oh, 10 I, minutes? I think it was damage limitation at that point. That was just more damaging for me. Oh, nice for Salah to to not be the best Egyptian on the pitch for once, I suppose. Um, so let's let's talk a bit about Newcastle then. Obviously, Eddie Howe, the new manager. Um, whether or not he'll be there, we don't know. But one thing that apparently is with comes with Eddie Howe is 
it might no longer be 10 men behind the ball for Newcastle and they might try and go for it because that is certainly what they did against Brentford. Yeah, I'm, I think you'll see a different approach. I think the only bit that might temper it a bit is they still conceded three last Saturday. So, you know, they know they're conceding goals and you might, you won't, you'd never say Eddie Howe's defence is his first thought, but he does know they're the only team that hasn't won in the league this year. Um, even Norwich have won two. And Brentford were hanging, handing out first wins left, right and centre. Mm. We're on a roll, Norwich. Fine. So, yeah. And funny enough, when I think of games against Bournemouth, I can't think of we got a particularly great record against and we seemed always to struggle. Mm. Anyone else's only memory from Bournemouth when Giroud scored an equaliser and decided to do that stupid Scorpion celebration? I remember us. I remember us losing to them once away, but I think to be fair, I think generally we picked up quite a few. Yeah, no, two, Dad. We watched wins. them. We watched us beat them. Was it David Louise header in about one the fifth minute, and we oh, that was an awful today game. is going to be a good day. That no, was it wasn't. Game. No. Christ, that was boring. Yeah. So it will be interesting because, I mean, the other thing with Newcastle now is the. The crowd, and I would imagine they're away crowd, especially Carl, they always get behind the team. But without Steve Bruce to throw abuse at, they might all get behind the team all the time from the first minute. Well, this is 12.30 kickoff, so they would probably only have sunk six or seven pints by then, which would make them a bit quieter than they normally are, because they are a bit of a, a bit of a crowd. Nice bunch as well, always fine. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm more worried about us. Bounce back ability is the is the yeah. word. You know um, what, Carl, it, I've got I've got those exact words written down. Yeah. We, Can't we, tell them. No, I could say it. I can only say it, and only just. But we need to. We need to just come out and tonk someone. You know, we've got you've got the crowd. We, I mean, never mind the Newcastle crowd and all that. You've got the crowd at Arsenal behind that team. More so than they have been uh, probably seven years, six years, something like that. That t- that crowd is behind that team. We mentioned it last time. Every single game this year, they've been even Chelsea when we was we, we knew we was getting a bit of a bit of a masterclass. They were behind that team, right? And and let's let's give them a give us a gift, give us a gift yeah. of a few goals and a pleasant day out where we can actually enjoy it and and, 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 and Eddie to the rest of the weekend. Absolutely, and Eddie out and have a look and go, yeah, I've got some issues here. I've got some nice players going forward because they have. They've got some great players, including one we've given them. Uh, they've got some nice players. Defensively, we should be going at them because they're well shaky. And unless we've got some idiot like Mike Dean as referee, please, God, don't let it be Mike Dean. That I've just said that. Um, it, you know, if you go at them, they're going to concede free kicks. They're going to concede fouls. They're going to get bookings. Eventually, <laughs> uh, unless their name is what's that fellow who played the other week from Watford, the yeah, Spurs boy Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Yeah, the halo over his head. But uh, let's go for it. Let's go for it. You know, 
and, and win and win well. Um, Stuart Atwell is the referee for our game. Who's not a bad referee. He's not as young as he once was. Not None of us are as young as we once was. That's a stupid thing to say. But, um, yeah, he's what is he, mid-30s now. And he, I mean, at least he can still see most of the referees in the Premiership are, are, are past my age now. and They're just useless. So good luck to him. Yeah, I think, Madeline, we've, we've had a been pretty good at home but I think uh, against Watford we it was just about getting the the win eventually because we had so many chances and goals rolled out and all that all that but if we start well and get an early goal like we've done quite a couple of times recently it is then about trying to stick three or four past them getting the confidence and the goal difference back up yeah I think it's about getting the confidence of not just the whole team, but a few individual players there as well. Because as well as we have been playing, we still haven't scored that many goals. And the goals that we have scored, Emil Smith-Rowe scored most of them. Um, I would actually like maybe Martinelli to play um, against Newcastle in a plea to try and get him a very much needed goal to kick start his season um and i think if you can the the fans will start to get a little bit agitated about 60 minutes in if it's still nil nil and that's sort of a situation you want to avoid you want to avoid set pieces because we all know Matt Ritchie under Eddie Howe does actually turn into nearly prime Iron Robin's brother. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that Matt Ritchie's right-footed, so that immediately rules yeah, no, out that he, comparison. He was the only person I could think of that cut inside. Um, and he's, he was his brother. He was his. Yeah, his, his, his... It, I couldn't <laughs> quite disrespect Iron Robin that much. Where would you play Martinelli? Up top. Instead of Abamyang. Same for the same formation, just Yeah, but I haven't decided whether I'd still play Lacazette or whether I'd play Odegaard. Gotta play Odegaard then, I reckon. Without I think so, yeah. so, so hundred percent with you, Madeline. I'd go the other way then. I think give Martinelli some help up top, Lacazette holding balls up for him, letting him run in behind. Yeah, but I'm thinking Odegaard, on the, ball's on, on the, Odegaard the ball's on the floor. He's sliding it one side, left side, right side of the centre-half. Centre-half doesn't know where to turn. Um, it is a suggestion, wild suggestion. Wild. Can you play Odegaard next to party? Because we're going to have yeah. about 70% possession. Yeah, you should, you should feel confident enough to play Odegaard next to party um, mm. at home against a team that haven't won all season but having come off the back of a 4-0 drubbing I maybe wouldn't do it so you should do it but you're not going to do it is what you've said there I'm saying we should feel confident enough to do it but I wouldn't do it <laughs> and you've just said the same thing. You're going to make some politician mad. Well I see. Well, you're, you're like Andrew Neil with your interviewing skills as well. Good grief. 
Well, that's the journalist in me, Carl. I, I would, I would definitely play Maitland-Niles. I'd quite like to see Lacazette and Odegaard both play, but Aubameyang on the bench. I, I, I get what Carl says. He, he's running about a lot. He doesn't look like he's going to achieve much. I, I like, I like Lacazette because we seem to play off him better. Yeah, when, but what? Sorry, when, what's the point of playing Lacazette? Is the sole striker? Better at it than Aubameyang is. Yeah, but you you look at you look at Lacazette and you go, you're good at holding the ball up for to bring another striker into game. Smith and Saka on the wing. All I'm saying is, Madeline, I I don't think there's a lot of room to run into behind them because I think they'll play quite deep. That's an opinion. I could be wrong because it's Eddie Howe now as against Steve Bruce, but Steve Bruce did use to lot sending his team out away from home with with one bloke somewhere near the halfway line. And Max on that. Yeah. And they, they have this did have the thing of just oops the ball up to him and he is quite good actually. We are a slightly different team to, to last year's in that everyone knew they could back off to the edge of the box because no one was ever going to shoot. And even party's got his shooting boots on these days. We will shoot from distance which is different from any other team that we've had in the last probably 10 years. We will shoot from distance. If, they, if they're not going to come out, we will shoot. And, mm. you know, you, it's, uh, it's, it's much more difficult to defend against when you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. But I think technically we've got some very good players up front. And that's where I think Aubameyang is not quite at the table. With the other players on that, on that standard, uh, probably technically the best striker we've got in, in a technical way is probably Balogun. Yeah, in fact, it, it is Balogun, uh, in my opinion. I suppose he scored but, against um, the under 23s the other night, by the way. God, it's yeah, just pointless, no isn't point. it? Yeah, 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 did you see the goal he scored against Leicester? He flicked it up and stuck it in the corner, you know, that was to equalize at three all after was it three goals in seven minutes of injury time. It's ridiculous. We, we our reserves and youth are both doing that a lot, but uh, and and they're getting used to playing with ten men. Yeah, which is good because we always slightly, do it anyway. Slightly concerning: Brooke Norton Coffee in two games for England and Arsenal has successfully managed to be sent off for handball twice. Yeah, once well, tried goalkeeper bless him. Yeah, but I so, can give yeah, him some so, tips if he wants. So if we was looking for the technical striker, the technical striker is probably Balogun. Right, the bloke who holds it up is like I said, but who are you who are you holding it up for? Is my question on that one. So I would like a a forward running striker. I'd like to give Martinelli a go, but I don't. You know, Pepe's probably deserves another go. But you I know, actually he's forgot he existed yeah. the other day. I'm not going to lie. It's not. You know, he's got Smith Rowe and Saka, who are the best two players. This season, you know, Smith Rowe's been consistent all throughout. Saka's come to the party more, more so recently. But um, yeah, I just that's where we've got a problem at the moment in them two positions. And I know the the end position for the number ten role, Arteta wants Odegaard. But he hasn't got the striker to go with Odegaard. The striker, he, he, he ideally love plays with Borussia Dortmund at the moment, I'm sure. But then again, there's there's every other club in the world wants him, so there's no chance of getting him. 
but that's the sort of that's the that's the templated striker that you want for the style of play. I try it, Carl. He's good mates of Erdegaard, say so he'll be on his way soon, don't you? <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, I think you're right, especially with what you say about not being afraid to hear shots anymore. So tune in next week for our episode. Why don't we have a shot? Yeah, I against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, right, just a couple of things before we wrap up. Firstly, Madeline, do you want to talk to us about the the ladies? No. Okay. Right. Never no. mind. Um. We didn't do one last week, which means I haven't been able to touch on the um. If Carl was allowed a appalling a rant on how appalling the refs are, I'm allowed one. How a referee can refuse to play the advantage quite so many times in one game is beyond me. In fact, I'm still convinced she blew that whistle after Jordan Nobbs had had a shot. Um, slightly disappointing result, but probably at the same time a needed one against Tottenham because we dropped off in performances in recent weeks. Um and then we played United and we ripped them a new arsehole, to be honest, because it might have only been 2-0. We were absolutely all over them and it's usually a place we struggle. Um, we're, we're just quite good at the moment. Um, we've got squad depth for days, but Leah Williamson is injured and we do... And we do have an FA Cup final and a game against Barcelona within about five days of one another. Um, so we shall who we see. Got, who we got in the semi final? Of what? The FA, the FA Cup semi final. No, no, no. Oops, FA Cup final. Oh, it's Chelsea, Chelsea, isn't it? At Wembley. Of course it is. Um, it's quite upsetting for Leah. Kind of wanted her to be able to play in that kind of wanted her to be able to play a Champions League game at the Emirates as well. Um, but we shall see. Um, still top of the table. Two points clear of that lot down the road. Um, and signs are largely positive, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Well, you clearly squad, didn't listen to the BBC coverage of the, the game against Tottenham. Where Tottenham oh, no, I did. Fantastic, according to everybody on the BBC. But they, they, They've moved that squad about over this year. We've got a bigger squad. So Ford's been playing a lot, I've noticed recently. Yeah. Uh, well, Medina's getting a little bit of a bit of air, shall we say. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Nobbs obviously missed a lot at the start of the season and is gradually being brought back in and taking the time to beat. He's missed a lot of the time. Obviously, she's been out injured, um, well, ordeal, and uh, she's now come back into the team, which is a fortunate uh, quirk of fate because obviously we've lost um, lovely Leah for a, a while, which is. And, and to be fair to Lotta, to be fair to Lotta Vibamoy, she's doing a very good Leah Williamson imitation act. Um, um, and yeah, so help you right. Um, yeah, thanks, Madeline. 
And last thing I want to finish on is my brand new question of the day. There was a lot I had to choose from this week um, due to various things that were going on. But um, as it is the Great British Bake Off final this tonight. Is it? Yes, which some of us are missing. But I want to ask, which Arsenal player do you think could make a banging cake? You can I'll, see the, the I'm going to go Lacazette because he's French. <laughs> I was going to say you can see the cogs word and then we've just got a, a massive stereotype straight away. Well, Nenny, because he's got loads of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no idea. I wouldn't have a clue. Come on, so even if you were Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe don't even do his own cooking. Right, so. None of them do their chef. own cooking. Well, they all got chefs. Yes. Yeah. God, blimey. Go on, Madeleine, who are you going with? I don't know. Someone like... I've got a feeling. I'm going for someone who I feel like is a real mummy's boy. That I think their mum sort of taught them how to bake a cake to try and, I don't know, keep them entertained when they couldn't be asked to do their schoolwork or something. I, 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 my mind keeps drawing back to Ben White. I, <laughs> I can't quite I'm put my finger... said Ben White every single week so far. I can't quite put my finger on why I think it's Ben White. He just <laughs> looks like he made a good cake. And he looks like when there was a charity bake sale, he always had something to give. You know what, Madeleine? None of these answers I want any logic for. I want those exact words. He looks like he can make a cake. It does look on, like he can make a cake. On those lines, I've picked out Martin Erdegaard again. See, he was my second he, option. He looks like he can make a good cake, does Erdegaard. Yeah, but he can't be a mummy's boy. That was Madeleine's choice as well. He had to be a mummy's boy. I think I think you're saying Ben White's a mummy's boy. Is that right? Yeah, Ben White's <laughs> defo a mummy's boy. Odegaard, see, he's gone away from his family from the age of 15, so at that point, yeah. That's an excellent point, actually. I didn't consider that. That's very good. Yeah, actually, yeah, being away for seven years, yeah, he must be able to bake a cake. Do you think churros. he's eating a cake churros. for seven years? He hasn't bought. He's, he, oh, no, nah, no, nah, definitely not. He's gone out for breakfast, gone out with churros for breakfast, like in the morning in Madrid or whatever it is. Like, churros really and a cup of chocolate. He's on chocolate, absolutely. I, I also, there's another option. I'm thinking Granite Xhaka. <laughs> Mainly because his wife looks like she could make a really good cake. So I think she's not probably, the question. She's probably taught him. I've heard any time the Zerker sees a cake on the table, he goes head to head with it, trying try to head it out. He'd just devour it, wouldn't he? He'd just be one of them ones. He'd just go, oh, it's cake, and he'd just put it all in his mouth and one it. And give it yeah, I'm hard. I can eat a cake in, in one it. Tierney might be out as well. I reckon Tierney's a he's a bit of a mummy's boy in his past, and I reckon he he, he knows how to bake the cake. I mean, mummy's boys of mummy's boys and Bill Smith Rowe. I, I think if Tierney was that cake, it'd be a Dundee cake, wouldn't it, guys? Hey, a nice Mate. bit of Dundee cake, superb. No. He just has a battered Mars bar, Tierney. 
That's stereotyping now. Well, I find you say Dundee cake actually. Can't think of it. Yeah. And, and the, the the very last thing, and I'm not sure if any of you have seen it, but on the fantastic an audience with Adele, something I didn't notice at the time is Mr. Josh Cronkey was what was the hell a, would Josh was having Cronkey? a nice dance next to Emma Watson and in front of Gareth Southgate and Samuel L. Jackson Which... and Stormzy. I don't and know David how you got an invite, but... With red hair. With red hair. L- look it up if you haven't seen it. Josh Crunkey, Adele. No, not seen it. Um, it's I'm a not trip. sure I want to. No. I didn't notice that. Probably because right, I wouldn't have a, have a look, him. Have a look. Does that yeah, mean Paul well, and I will have the pleasure of seeing him next, this Saturday? Yes. Mm. He's done a good interview the other week. Just Crunky did, to be fair to him. He done yeah. a good interview. But yeah, on that on that bombshell of Josh Crunky dancing, I think mm. that that's all we've got time for this week. Um thank you all for joining me. It's been good. I'm, I'm glad we haven't got too upset about about the game against Liverpool. And as long as we can we can bounce back against Newcastle, I'm sure we'll be we'll be fine. So thank you all for joining me. You're welcome. Cheers. Thank you all for listening and we will be back next week. Goodbye. <laughs>